literate listeners, assemble! Good God. Um, <laughs> That's what goes there. Hello, uh, welcome to Blurry Photos <laughs> Supplementary. Uh, welcome. Uh, no, uh, I am welcome. <laughs> I also like how we always start out a rap, but right when we get to the verse, we just we bail. That's called knowing what you can do. That's called <laughs> knowing your limits. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm Dave Stecco. I. I'm David the Mailman Flora. Wow. Really running with this no format thing. It's just no laws. No laws. It's the Wild West. Savvy? <laughs> Heard you the first time, Mike. Oh, winner winner to the king. Off and running. <laughs> How you doing, everybody? We have had drinks, but we are now enjoying a nice Kentucky favorite. It is. Uh, I mean, a good luck without a written component to this, but what are we, what are we enjoying? What, what libation? Are we having Flora? This is a golden soda among sodas, quite literally. Uh huh. This is a, a a nice ginger ale, lovingly called L eight. When you're from Kentucky, stands for a late one. Yep. Uh, if you're ever in Kentucky, make sure to stop somewhere, grab yourself an L eight out of the cooler, chug it. It's refreshing. <laughs> chug it. It's refreshing and, and then, sugary, and then and run up to treat. an old lady and burp on her. <laughs> That, and then say, and oh, say, how do you like me now? And do a do a cowboy dance. And make sure you say ma'am sometime. Yeah. Then yeah. get back in your car. So this this one's brought to you by uh, Little little Liquor previously and L8 now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as and discussed. we got no money for that. Right. Yeah, no. And, that was and no product. Gratis. So. Uh, as as often discussed and, and, and thoroughly lamented, it is, it is time for us to try to remedy our backlog of your awesome letters that we just, we try so hard to get through them and we can't. So we're now, now we just turn the spotlight on spotlight on you and say spider light on you, Put turn the spider light on them. Now it's time for you to do your cowboy dance. That's right. Don't forget to say ma'am. <laughs> so yeah, it's time for listener mail supplemental with your host, Dave, the mailman, Flora and David fart machine. Stecco. <laughs> 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 a musical supplemental <laughs> the fart machine got to you there well it's not it's not for the faint of heart so let's, <laughs> let's for the faint of heart <laughs> oh i hate the people we choose to be <laughs> so let's kick it off yeah let's let's do this kicking it off flora who do you got well Dave, is it a podcast related email it is weren't ready for that one <laughs> <laughs> no damn it dave yeah sometimes when i listen to music uh-huh music that really speaks to me yeah like techno no electronic no. dance music no it's more like hardcore citrus music whoa because i'm one dark motherfucking limo dark Hi, Dark Lemon. He says, need to protect yourselves on the dangerous roads of the astral planes? Of course you do. Unable to pull a sword from a stone? Yep, I can't. 
Want defense for the cetacean transformation? Of course I do. I don't sleep at night. Come on down to Bashar's Batar Bazaar. 50% off every centimeter past 100. <laughs> From our legendary webisode. Yes. Webisode? <laughs> that worked out better than I thought. Legendary weapons episode or legendary webisode. Yeah. Webisode. The Batar. Remember it was like 101 centimeters or something yeah. like that? Or maybe it was not, not just a hundred. I, f- I forget. I, I feel that. But yeah, excellent. Bashar's Batar Bazaar. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, Dark Lemon. Thanks, Dark Lemon. Got an email from Roxanne. Who requires no musical intro whatsoever. Oh, man. Yeah, I saw you. I saw mm. you move into position. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's like stopping a dump truck full of elephants. Drink your Kentucky cane juice, son. I got an email to read. Very well. Very well. <laughs> uh, Roxanne. Uh, writes, uh, you guys are doing a great job. Still catching up with past episodes. Thanks. Uh, Roxanne's listening to the Bullstone Fairpoint podcast and had to pause in mid-listen to type the following. Uh-oh. Stecco, you're almost 40 years old. You play video games and have an interest in sci-fi. I got to say, at this point, it seems a little accusatory. <laughs> I feel like there's, there's going to be a get your f***ing life together moment here. <laughs> no, no such thing. Actually. Went to college, uh, let's see, uh, you're 40 years old, play video games, have an interest in sci-fi, went to college and have hung out with scientists, and this is in caps. And you had not read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy until last year? (laughs) And you haven't finished the trilogy of five books yet? What the f***, bro? Seriously, (laughs) like, WTF, that stands for what the f***, bro, or why the face, bro? I'm no Trekkie, no video gamer, no D&Der, no science geek, just a history-crazed girl raised in a small southern town and somehow stumbled upon the first book in 1983 when I was 12. That sounds like the intro to to a uh, reality show. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Traveling with Roxanne. Yeah. Visiting ancient sites. (laughs) Listen, I'm no Trekkie. I ain't no video gamer. I got no time for D&D. And you can keep your damn science horseshoery. I'm just a simple woman with a love of history and an RV and a bunch of friends. <laughs> so come on with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you're right. It's a good show. Most I, of them are topless. <laughs> I'd watch it. Everybody would watch it. <laughs> Roxanne, make it happen. Yeah. I'm a voracious reader and I still can't. <laughs> you you really? Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. I'm voracious. There's some, yeah. some aftershocks. <laughs> I'm a voracious reader. Well, actually, voracious is kind of a hard word to say without an accent. Yeah. I'm a voracious reader, and I still can't say that I've ever read anything funnier, though A Confederacy of Dunces is hilarious. That is true. Confederacy of Dunces may be my favorite book of all time. Wow. Now, if you like that book and would like to hear more from that author, you're f***ed. <laughs> right. Because- Hit wonder. Yeah. Well, not even, not even that. He actually wrote the manuscript, put it in his closet, then killed himself, uh, and his mother found it years later and through an amazing series of events got someone to read it and it eventually got published and it is one of the best books of the 20th century wow so a little bit sad there but what a hilarious wonderful book moving on because look at this i mean roxanne this letter rolls on like proud mary rolling down a river so she says instead of giving you any more I'll just encourage you to read The Restaurant at the End of the Universe, which I always thought was the funniest of the series, and keep moving on. I do need to read the rest of those. As I, I, I do. I'm, I'm, I'm in a really sweet run of books right now. Yeah. I'm about three quarters through uh, The Forever War. That's a great book. 
I think you'll be amazed by how uh, often bits of it are still referenced today. One word of caution, Adams wrote the first book in 79. It was a hit, thus the ideas and the style of Adams' writing had been poached. Oh, just keep that in mind as you read it and might think that it is derivative. It's not. It's just often imitated. Oh, so this we're drinking from the fountain here. Right. The source. Please, Flora, please tell me that you've read them. Flora? Just the first one. Oh. I'm sorry, Roxanne. We're just heartbreakers. If not, I swear you both got to go to the penalty box on general principle. People just send us to the penalty box for whatever reason they feel like. That's not how the legal system works, people. <laughs> Crying out loud. That thing is serious it, hard time. It's offensive, but <laughs> it's not illegal. <laughs> yeah. God. Um, see, I've, I've got them right there. You see it? It's right there. It's, it's even a hardback, beautiful edition in black and gold. Oh, you're right. Wow. Yep. All five of them in one binding. I bought it with the intention of finishing it. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, if, uh, by the time I finish the forever war, if I come back here then you're not reading it, I'm taking it. There you go. It even got its own bookmark. It's one of those fancy books. Oh, it is fancy. (laughs) She says, uh, uh, let's see penalty box and general principle. Take a vote on it with your listeners. You'll lose. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that for one second. Good thing. The legal system doesn't work on votes (laughs) (laughs) just on money. Uh, Flora, kudos to you on the two original stories, A Thousand Flies and The Thrift Store Find. Thank you. They were seriously better than any of the ghost stories you two have found so far. Really creepy. <laughs> Great job. Thank you. Hope you both had a nice summer solstice and all that jazz. Jazzy and solstice It is. It was both of those things. Thank you, Roxanne. How kind of you, madam. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, no, uh, know that you have moved that to the front, the forefront of my literary uh, work sheet of, of books I, I i i have an actual stack of books on my bedside that i'm working through but i will i will put that in there because you're right i really enjoyed hitchhiker's guide and why would i not want to continue reading things i enjoy right if anyone out there is looking for anything to read uh by all means uh get john scalzi any absolutely anything the old man's war series is amazing starts out super starship troopers ends up to be this really fun uh, series about uh, intergalactic dipl- diplomacy, and it's it's just a wonderful series. He's a great writer, and I was shocked and amazed and delighted to find a close personal friend of Ken Height. Really? Yep, yep. Wow. They're they're just they're Chicago uh, writer friends. You should, um, yeah. You, sh- you should use that. <laughs> I I want to. I want to absolutely wring a meeting out of that somehow, some way. Well, um, but uh, yeah, absolutely terrific. Try uh, see if you can find. See if there's anything on uh, old audible trial.com slash. Oh, photos. absolutely. I've, he's written a number of books. They've all been terrific. Red shirts was a, a recent, uh, really popular one. Uh, he, he's just, he's just got a great writing style. So there you go. That's cool. my two cents cool. on, on reading. Awesome. How about listening? Flora, tell people a thing so they can listen to it. I have a story actually that comes to us from Anubis Onk. Whoa. You're Anka not kidding. <laughs> See what I did? <laughs> <laughs> uh here's here's a story that our legendary webisode reminded him of i was golfing at a golf course in michigan on the shores of lake erie uh the fairways were lined with very tall reeds and cattails Thought he was gonna say virgins by the way people i say oregon okay i said it once in that episode in the shanghai tunnels episode because i was saying it silly and i said oregon i know it's pronounced oregon Dude. I also said Angleland. No, no, dude. It's Oregon. 
right? If you're in Portland, right on the beautiful uh, Williamette River. <laughs> you know why? Because f- your delicate sensibilities. I'm I'm like a I'm like a I wear a leather jacket. I'm a bad boy. I don't care who I hurt. <laughs> now let me taste your tears, Portland. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't borrow a cigarette. By the way. <laughs> uh, Anubis Ankh says they were. Uh, the reeds were eight or nine feet tall. At one point, he was waiting on his turn. He noticed out of the corner of his eye something very large moving through the cattails Uh-oh. across the fairway. It startled him. He looked towards it, and he saw nothing but cattails. Uh, but as he as he looked at it some more, he saw more movement. And from the distance he was at, it seemed to be about shoulder level. It was oh kind God. of a... Uh, it was probably a mothman. Quick vertical sweeping movement as if someone had raised their hand above their head, then it stopped. He couldn't make out any detail. It was like a dark mass had moved and then it disappeared. He couldn't see it anymore. Thought it was an animal, but if it was, it seemed to be as tall as he was. He started to slowly tiptoe toward the place where he had seen it, the whole time staring deep into the mess of cattails. He got closer and closer, and suddenly he saw a large mass, as tall as a person, move about a yard from left to right in the reeds. He still couldn't make out any actual shape, the movement was kind of jerky, like a drunk guy trying to keep his balance. It stopped as suddenly as it started. He froze, he searched, but he couldn't see anything but the reeds. He took two more tiptoe steps and it moved again. And This time it moved a lot. He jumped and tripped over himself as he backed away. A moment later, he understood what was happening. He'd been staring deep into the reeds to identify the movement. In reality, the movement was happening about a foot in front of the cattails. It was a sandhill crane. Sandhill crane, motherfucker! <laughs> uh, he says once he once he understood, it was easy to see it standing there, walking around. Uh, but it was hard to believe that he couldn't see it before. And truth is, because of its coloring, its spindly legs, and the fact that he expected anything in front of the reeds to be easily spotted, his mind had told him that the movement was deep within the reeds. All his visual cues were adjusted to placing things on that plane, so he was blind to reality. And he yeah, finally understood. Put it on the astral plane. Yeah, how someone could actually be tricked into mistaking a sandhill crane for any number of unexplained things. Son of a bee. Now for some puns. Puns. He uh, he says he knows we couldn't get to all of the legendary weapons, but there is a couple that we forgot. Uh oh. The Malaysian warrior Hung Tua was known to be a doodler always making everyone wait for him. Those around him soon learned never to tell him to hurry up, lest he meet his legendary Chris coming. Sorry. <laughs> there is a pre-Katana legendary Japanese sword. It was so quick and deadly that it was said it was only used against the greatest battlefield heroes and to be killed by it was simultaneously a pleasure and an insult to your honor. <gasps> it was called the Kisahiro Hakalugi. <laughs> and that's uh that's what we got from Anubis Ankh and Bast Ankh. Whoa. Thank you both. It's the whole Ankh family. It's the Ankh family. <laughs> Did you know you're all gods? <laughs> all right. Got an email here from Rachel. Uh Rachel. Rachel writes, boys. Ah. I mean technically, although I'd like to pretend we're men. Uh I just discovered your show thanks to you being featured on Alka Hollywood. And I've been on a listening binge starting from episode one ever since. Thank you. Yeah. Rachel goes on to say, can I just say, f*** you. Oh, (laughs) I love this already. That's how you, that is how 
Now you have my, you had my curiosity. Now, now you, you have, have my, my interest. <laughs> Uh, there's a certain amount of professional, uh, 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 professionalism expected in my workplace. I also have a re- reputation for resting bitch face. Both of these are impossible to maintain when I'm laughing so hard. I nearly drool because of your antics. <laughs> I like, I mean, resting bitch face is awesome. <laughs> uh, your build a bear bit at the end of the Illuminati episode left me gasping uh, with laughter and holding onto the <laughs> stair railing in my apartment complex. My neighbors are now considering calling to have me committed. On the other hand, I no longer have to worry about doing ab exercises at the gym. Uh Every time one of you says, Hank, crack up all over again. Love you guys. Can't wait to catch up on the rest of the episodes. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. And keep listening. We're (laughs) going to get weirder and weirder and your coworkers will be angrier at your outbursts. (laughs) going to be like, like, oh man, she's always so happy and has such great abs. Do you know what you should do? Find a way. I mean, practice at home in the mirror to laugh. With resting bitch face. <laughs> no <weirdest. laughs> yeah. Uh Dave, we heard from Nunya. <laughs> well, it's gotta be some of my No. None. Y- you know what Nunya's short for? What? Nunya business. Oh sh <laughs> You know, they're not gonna let you have a name like that on Facebook. You're right. <laughs> so she closed her damn account. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you my man, I ain't playing by your rules. She says I'm off the grid. She says, Hey fellas. Hello. After listening to Bloody Benders, she can't help but wonder if the story was the inspiration behind the movies Nothing But Trouble and House of a Thousand Corpses. I I hope that some twisted, horrifying human individual was like, Bloody Benders. Wait, what if we got Dan Aykroyd, turned his nose into a dick, and then had Chevy Chase land in his house with a pre-boob job Demi Moore? Oh, and also Digital Underground with Tupac in the background. Sell it to me. <laughs> Fought it to me. Fought it to me. <laughs> wow. And she says, did you hear about the new law firm that just opened up? They serve as a defense team for axe murderers, throat slashers, and skull smashers. It's a law firm of Borden and Bender. <laughs> Their slogan is, axe is how we can drop the hammer on your defense. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Thank you, Nunya. Wonder what Nanya's up to this weekend. Well, actually, she's none your business. Oh! <laughs> uh, as we march through here, we got another email from Roxanne uh, listening to the latest Bullstone since we segged into 80s and 90s hip hop. Uh, she's surprised we didn't bring up the epic Roxanne, Roxanne, I Want to Be Your Man song by UTFO, which was famously answered by Roxanne Shanty in Roxanne's Revenge, both in 1984, so before our time. Not true. Maybe Flora's time. Maybe before your time, Flora. I was in my prom and then in 84, I'll have you know, I was the baddest ass nine-year-old y'all ever met. Mm, mm, walking around in a little sweatsuit. Mm, mm, I needed a haircut. Mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Roxanne actually didn't understand what the police song Roxanne was for some time and then was mortified when she did. <laughs> but she seems to have gotten over it. <laughs> Uh, latest Bullstone, Flora says that the Bigfoot guy was like two Miller lights away from a haiku. That's true. Shit. Vodka flying out my nose, but damn, bless you boys, because that <laughs> shit was funny as hell. Total t-shirt material. Yeah. I too am half drunk listening to you now. Awesome. So I totally feels that JD vibe, Flora. Nice. Man, there's- uh, Jack. Yeah. Jack. There is, there is a real like whiskey contingent to this podcast that I am proud of. 
Yeah, why why the hell didn't we do bourbon chat? Yeah, no shit. Well, it's not well, too late. You know what? Yeah, yeah. Tim Tabathon bourbon <laughs> chat. <laughs> nope. You know what occurred to me, Flora? Um, we're coming up on the exact six month, is it the perihelion or the apahelion of St. Patrick's Day? Apple? I don't know. I, I think Apple's the farthest. Yeah, I don't know which one it is, but. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe on that episode we crack a few beers. And cheer, oh, yeah. cheers to to that our hangover six months in the future. Maybe. <laughs> um, uh, Roxanne also hits us up with a whole bunch of good show suggestions. Thank you for that. Oops. That means that this email goes on a different pile when I'm done reading it. <laughs> so thank you very much, Roxanne. Thank and, you, Roxanne. And, and given the fact that we're digging through, I mean, there might be more Roxanne in the pile. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's not my job <laughs> to find out the Roxanne. <laughs> uh dave we've heard from stephanie hi stephanie hi stephanie she starts out flora you are wrong <laughs> in your face flora but you asked for someone to tell you if you were she says you can donate blood if you have a tattoo but not right after getting one. Oh, that makes sense yeah um apparently it's a 12 month wait after a tattoo if the tattoo was applied in a state that does not regulate tattoo facilities <laughs> What state? Oh, Alabama. Currently, <laughs> actually, currently the only states that do not re- regulate are uh, Washington, D.C., Georgia, Idaho, Maryland, Massachusetts, Nevada, New Hampshire, New York, Pennsylvania, Utah, and Wyoming. More than I thought. New York does not regulate <laughs> tattoos. Right. Wow. The requirement is related to concerns about hepatitis. Duh. Uh, a tattoo is acceptable if the tattoo is applied by a state-regulated entity using sterile needles and ink that is not reused. And she says, I mean, hell, they don't want your blood if you've had dental work in the past week, so it's probably a good idea to check stuff off this Red Cross list anyway. Truth. Stephanie was not the only astute observer of um, my internet believing, <laughs> lie-spreading misinformation. Uh, listener Juliet writes in, says... The whole you can't thing seemed wrong to me because my boyfriend has a tattoo and gives blood regularly. So she asked him about it. He said the Red Cross just asked if he had had it done in a licensed shop. And there was no problem because he had. Oh. Otherwise, uh, there's a waiting period of he thinks two years, but not a lifetime ban. So tattooed people should feel free to donate blood. Good to know. Fixing that. So, getting it out there. Thank you for the information, ladies. Which is also... uh. Uh, I'm particularly glad that they brought this up because we have a new contest that we're announcing tonight. That's right. It's a uh, pick Flora's tattoo contest. <laughs> so um, you can either draw us a picture um, and it's okay if it's approximate, you don't have to be an artist. Well, you know, if, 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 you know, we'll maybe get an artist to, to kind of clean it up a little or just, just describe a tattoo and we are going to get that thing permanently etched into Flora's skin. Not like a job stopper on his neck, but like, I don't know, something. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to f*** Flora up. This is what we're going to do. If, if we mark Marin this podcast uh-huh. and we make a million dollars in all get, of it. I will get a tattoo of all of our listeners' names. <laughs> I'll, get a, I'll get a family photo tattoo of all of our yeah. listeners. <laughs> I'm not even going to put a asterisk on that because yeah, yeah. it's so never just, gonna... just start sending in those uh those tattoo ideas <laughs> i would if if we if we got not even a million dollars out of this thing 
if we got six solid figures somehow out of doing the podcast, I would consider getting getting a blurry photos tattoo. Uh, but would you let the listeners choose it for you? I don't know. If the listeners gave us that six figures, then I guess maybe. Yeah, I'd say they've bought that real estate on on your ass. You know what? If we start up a Patreon. Yeah, we used to. Well, I used to play this game at work. How much money would you accept to have someone tattoo their name onto your ass? What is it worth? What is that real estate worth? <laughs> and it, it's it's a fun game. Ask your coworkers. Be like, well, hey. What was your number? Oh, shoot. I think it was 25,000. Really? Yeah. I was, well, I'd have done 50 at least. Yeah, no, 25,000. Now that's, that's not like no bullshit. What, like uh, what, like what, I get what a is, check uh, for 25,000. What, uh, is your ass Florida? What, what? Is your ass Florida or what? Why? Is it low real estate? <laughs> it's a depressed economy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, for 25,000, if someone gave me a check for 25,000. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, wow. Yeah. So cool. everyone yeah. ask yourself that question. How much? Would you charge someone to put their name on your ass? Hilarious. Um, yeah. Thank you, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie and Juliet. I got an email from Todd X. Who? Well, I can tell you who it's not. Who's it not? It's not Todd 1, and it's not Todd 2. What about that? This is Todd X. That's not a number, though. It's a Roman number. <laughs> Todd writes. <laughs> He's a Roman number. <laughs> Todd is trying to help you out. Sorry. Todd's trying to help you. Well, he's got a program. He does. He does. Well, he wants you to do some potato soup stirs or whatever. (laughs) Todd's coming to your rescue, Flora. Please says, uh, being a former video editor and current office worker, I know the pain of a sore back. Oh. I decided to see a chiropractor when a general practitioner suggested that it was just age and prescribed some drugs. That is such a horse I hate that. That's what's wrong with the country, man. Um, Just mm -hmm. Just put some drugs in your body. That'll, that'll clear it up. Right. At least that'll get rid of the symptoms. Mm. Uh, solution was not acceptable, so went to a chiropractor. Good After for you, some Todd. questions about his activities and habits, he offered uh, some pieces of advice that changed everything. One, stop putting your wallet in your back pocket. Mm. You are sitting on your ass all day. Doesn't seem like much, but this places pressure on the wallet side, which over time causes muscle fatigue and eventually a thrown back. Good to know. Good to know. I don't put my wallet in my back pocket because for a long time I had a Costanza wallet. And there was just no way I could live like that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't put, I don't put my wallet and sit very much anymore. I used to, yeah. but like lately, no wallet in, in my pocket. Let's try this one. Put a pillow between your legs or under your knees when you sleep. Yeah, I do. He that. doesn't say when you sleep, but I'm adding that. I assume that's when he means just walk around with a pillow between yeah. your knees. Mm. Said that was it. A few adjustments and some suggestions. And five years later, I've not had a bag, a back pain since. Nice. Well, I am. He wasn't the only one, I think, to to give advice. We'll probably get to uh, the other one that we got to uh, eventually, but yeah, appreciate that. Todd also says, have you ever thought about taking blurry photos to the world of video? If Destination Truth or, what, or whatever it's called now can get on the air and nothing against that show is great. Uh, the two of you have such great chemistry and a great perspective filled with humor and actual critical thought that skeptics and believers could enjoy, would enjoy it. What do the listeners need to do to get more Dave and Dave, Bullstone, Blurry Photos, Chrononauts, Storytellers, Puns, Ken Height? What I'm saying is that you have enough material to bring this to the radio. Have a mighty boosh, Todd X. Well, you know, uh, fun fact, in the, in the annals of uh, if, if Blurry Photos can be said to have a lost episode, we have a secret vaulted lost episode that, boy, 
three years ago, two years ago, three years ago, we submitted blurry photos to the history channel. They had an open submission for shows. That's right. And, uh, we whipped up on the fly, sort of a, uh, a, a television formatted show. We recorded it. We shot it. We of course what? interviewed Ken height <laughs> yeah, yeah. and we still have it rattling around and it's our little secret. It, it's, it's only a five minute video because that was the submission limit. We couldn't pass over, over that limit. So it was an actual full show show, but it was us on, camera just just talking at the camera and and being like here's an interview we did with with ken Hyde. yeah it's yeah you're right it's not a show in that anyone want to watch it because it's like uh hello i'm jay stacko and i'm david flora uh we have a a, a show we call blurry photos and this is what we think would so here, here it goes <laughs> yeah it's yeah. not uh I, we did not win and when then when we saw the list of shows that did get picked up right. actually you know what though in retrospect I don't think any of those shows ever made it. I, I don't know that I paid much attention after that, to be honest, but most of the shows that got picked up were like uh, American Roadhouse Rescue, American Fire Truckers, yep. Roadhouse Rescue Free, fr- Fires. Freedom, freedom Yeah, fr- Freedom Barbecue Truckers. Yeah. American yeah. Pickin' Barbecues, Pickin' American Firemen. <laughs> it was definitely, uh, a, a, you could see what they were going for. Oh, what yeah. They wanted out of that. But I don't all re- history. I don't recall ever seeing any of those shows like actually no, on the rotation because I, I, I don't watch a ton of History Channel, but enough that I mean I would have recognized one of those names. You you would think, uh, but yeah, it was just one of those cattle call submission things that that you know History Channel puts out there. But what we what we did get out of it was a you know a fun little five minute video, which you know someday maybe we'll just throw up on the side. And also we got a lot of footage of our interview with Ken Hyde. Which is just like sitting around. Right. And that's a lot of fun information that he uh, threw out there. So that might be worth something. Yeah. At some point. We've got early video of Ken Hyde. You know, you know, that's, it's another thing to add to the list of just things that would be fun to do if we had the damn time. Yeah, no. I mean, that's the, that's the, the whole, the whole thing is, is truth be told, we want to do more of this. We really do. Uh, It's just between recording episodes, editing them and, and all the other stuff, researching and also just the ancillary stuff, uh, you know, getting t-shirts printed and trying to figure out not only how to get the, the online store going, but like how we get like, how do we get like a a shipping solution that's not stupidly expensive and, you know, like all those little things like, and you know, Flora and I both, we worth, we work a full-time job and, and God willing, there'll come a day where we can actually call this our job and do as much blurry photos as we can possibly manage. And right. that's and that's something maybe this is a good time to to throw out there. We are like ninety nine percent sure we're going to set up a, a Patreon account, which is it's it, a it's, um, it's like it's the way NPR works. Uh, like in Chicago, they have High Fidelity, which is just like a monthly like oh, and if you if you contribute this much a month, you get this. We give you this extra stuff, and at this right. level, you get this stuff. It's it's very that it, the way I think about it in my head is it's very. NPR ish. Okay. So it's, it's like a monthly donating platform wherein instead of just giving us money, you actually get uh, some more stuff out of it. So if you say, want to give us $5 a month, you are entitled to uh, something at the $5 level that we give back to you. If you want to give $10 a month, you get that $5 level and something else. And this, these could be uh, anything from like 
some of our, the music that we've put together, we give to you in, in file format so you have it uh, to go to bed with when you want to. And then uh, some of it may be, may be a live question and answer session once a month with us on like a, a uh, live streaming thing on the, uh, the old internet there. And we're just, we're trying to come up with ideas of what to give back to you guys. So at this point, why don't you, if you have some ideas, what you think might be cool for us to offer, if you became a patron of the podcast, email us, email us or, <laughs> or Facebook messages or whatever you want to do. Just let us know what you think would be cool. And and this is even, we're, we're even talking maybe uh, on the high end, you know, if we reach certain goals, we'll get to upgrade equipment. We get to uh, uh, maybe take build trips, go visit some, some places and report on it. And maybe even, you know, if we get high enough, we start doing a video a month or like a, maybe a video show a month or something like you can, you can really have some power over us. Yeah. yeah I mean, like we could do like a live camera thing where, you know, maybe we're just sitting on a bed and shamefully taking our clothes off for you. Just let that sit there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Any, our our, our we'll patron numbers just skyrocketed to the ground. Anyways, that's that's what Patreon is, and we're ha- happy to entertain suggestions from you guys because we're not sure what what you'd want from us. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's actually a well put. Like, I don't. What do you want from us? Yeah, you know, you get some swag. We'll we'll get some swag thrown in there and yep. stuff, and uh, digital and physical and what have you. Emotional, so, emotional, and promotional. <laughs> nice. So anyways, that's yeah. that's that's a little thing there. So thank you Todd X. Todd X. Todd. Who who who's next? Who's next after Todd X? It's Toby. Toby says, "Hello guys." Hi <laughs> Toby. He says, "I have a mundane superpower." I love them. He says, "You can clairvoyantly find your target only when they are pooing. It is remote pooing." Oh. Uh, no apologies for that easy one, Toby says. Thank you, Toby. Toby. Got an email from the Wendigo. Wendigo writes, I really wish there was some reason to play these for my high school students without getting fired. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I wish these were, I wish it was. I wish I wish there was too. Yep. And uh, Wendigo would like an MS paint certificate and Wendigo knows the code word for it. So this one also goes into a special separate <laughs> pile. And uh, also from the channeling episode, it talks about Abraham that we were mentioning was in relation to Abraham Hicks as a woman who channels a group of spirits collectively known as Abraham to bring messages of peace and light to the world. My mother sends me their lovely messages via email every morning. Thanks a lot, mom. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So thanks, Wendigo. Man, I totally understand how, how playing the podcast would get a, a high school teacher fired. <laughs> yeah. It's, man... I, I wish that it was accessible enough. I wish that we weren't as big a jackasses, I guess, that it could be safely played. Because, like, a lot of this stuff is cool things that, I mean, when, when I was going through high school, I don't know about you. I did go to high school. When I was going through, I didn't learn a, a half cool shit that, that we've stumbled on. Yeah, no, you don't ever learn cool shit in high school. They got too much dumb stuff to teach you about citizenship. I don't think I even learned about that. I just learned how to take tests. Maybe you could um, set up like a out of school library club or something. <laughs> play, play. Nope. <laughs> no. See, no, nobody, 
no, no, nothing ever is legal. Yeah. You know what? You just, uh, you know, just uh, leave a couple of printouts randomly. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Then Find it's, it of their own volition. Yeah. It's nobody's fault. I'm not going to say these guys are really cool and you should listen to them. Don't say that because you're a teacher. What you should say is now, you know what I heard? I heard some of the most filthy, <laughs> ridiculous filth and just seem like so disgusted by it. And these, 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 they call themselves gentlemen at blurryphotos.org, also on iTunes. <laughs> like you know, the these, page on Facebook. These sons of a, oh, I'm just so disgusted by them. You should never listen to them. Children, stay away. Yeah. I forbid you to listen. That's how you do it. Yeah. So thank you. Windigo. Windigo. Oh, oh, oh. oh, the end of such a long day of working the hacienda. It's good to relax and just drift off to... Okay. What is this on my bed? Why, it is an envelope. With the delicate scent of Don Luke! Now let me just open the envelope. Carefully. Carefully. We carefully. Yeah! Now, I shall close my eyes and imagine the dulcet voice of Don Luke. Reading to me in my bed of all places. Why would he be in my bedroom? Although we are such good friends. <laughs> A new system is being put in place in order to better assist people in qualifying their meetings with the world's foremost master of the macabre. Some have seen him from a distance. Some have actually initiated contact. A lucky few were even killed by him. To avoid the uh, chaos, some brave soul has made it his business in order to scale these pose encounters. Oh, how could, how could I be expected to fall asleep now when he has made me laugh so much? <laughs> oh, as I fall asleep, I shall oh, surely think of the many good times I have had with Don Luke. <laughs> Thank you, Don Luke. <laughs> Thanks, Don Luke. <laughs> We got an awesome show suggestion from Lenny, which means that email goes on to the separate pile. Thanks, Lenny. Thanks, Lenny. Got an email from Jeremy. <laughs> I don't think it's that Jeremy. Oh. I don't think it is. Has he spoken? No, it's written. It's an email. Okay. Poor this Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh man, I'm going to get a song. <laughs> oh. Wrong. No, no, no. Jeremy writes, greetings, gents. Greetings. I discovered the podcast about two weeks ago. See? Wow. Not the same Jeremy. That's six months in blurry photos time. Uh, yeah, so too right. <laughs> and I should be caught up this week. What? Jeremy. Jeremy. Whew. You got breaks on that? Yeah. Van? I'm a pretty dour guy, but Jeff, Betty, and Tabitha, and Tommy the liver filcher have had me in joyous tears. So thank you. Despite your generosity, I feel that I have to point this out. Oh, 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 oh here it comes. In episode 102, Stecco that is me, said that Major General Butler had two Congressional Medals of Honor. That is not correct. Uh-oh. There's no such thing as a Congressional Medal of Honor. Only the Medal of Honor 
There is a Congressional Medal of Honor Society that recipients of the medal are apparently entered into upon receipt of the award. Huh. If you are sufficiently contrite and choose to enter the penalty box, the Marine Corps hymn would be a worthy offering. <laughs> Although so many, so many people make this mistake that I don't blame you. You do sound pretty damn funny in the box, though. Feel free to ignore or edit this as you choose, especially if it's already been pointed out. No, it hasn't, Jeremy. The only person to point that out. I thought that it was just, just, just do it. I'm, I'm looking down the barrel of a Thor gun. It's a teddy bear that says Thor things, and Flora's got it all lined up with its speaker up to the microphone. Just do it. I'm just, I'm just hoping it'll do the laugh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Flora loves that laugh more than anything. (laughs) My wonderful girlfriend built me a bear, and it was a Thor bear. Build a bear. And she had a voice box installed, (laughs) and it does this laugh. And sometimes it's perfect. Wrong. All times (laughs) it's it's perfect. (laughs) So what I didn't, so uh, uh, I always thought it was called the Congressional Medal of Honor. I don't know. I did too. I mean, yeah. there's, that's that's leaked out there somewhere to where people are saying. I it. can tell you this: I would be more afraid to penalty box the Marine Corps hem mm. because the Marine Corps is not a corps. There's a lot of corps that I'll piss off. Uh, the Army Corps of Engineers, uh, <laughs> the Peace Corps. <laughs> I will piss off the Peace Corps. Yeah, I will not piss off the Marine Corps. Won't do it. It's a good good call. Um, I'm it's not a core concept. Nice. Noise, eh? Noise. Noise, eh? Uh, Jeremy, I'm, you know, I'm going to say that this is like a 30% conviction. Two more of these, I'm going in the box. How's that feel? That's good info, though, Jeremy. It is. Yeah, thank you very much. And thank you for listening in whew, two weeks. That's like, that's a record. Mighty task. And some records. I mean. That's like, like most. most records are most, meant to be broken. Most nails driven through one's own hand. <laughs> whew. I mean, that's thank a, you. That's that's a hundred plus hours. Oh, I don't fifty, almost two hundred now hours. That's a, yeah, that's a lot. But thank you, thank you, uh, Dave. We've heard from Garrett B. Oh, really? <laughs> that's right. Here's an onslaught of puns. Are you ready? Here we go. There was an ancient settlement that was found right next to modern day St. Louis. You heard of this one? Their favorite sport was bodybuilding, and this bodybuilding they called hunky. It was <laughs> Hulkia. Nice. Garrett says that one's for me since I hate the Hulk. Hulkator. <laughs> <laughs> Hulkator. Hulkator. You've got to do this one, Dave. Oh, I've got to do one. Uh, you see, people, I've uncovered a lie that the government has changed the history books. Blackbeard didn't die in 1718. He went into hiding, and part of his deal with the frat cats in Washington <laughs> was that he had to start a business that peddled medical equipment. He named it Queen Anne's Syringe. <laughs> I bet he didn't sell colloidal silver or my water filters, America. <laughs> Thanks for helping us blow the lid off that one, Garrett B. As part of a secret government program, they brought in gamers and gave them LSD before they started playing the games. They called it MK Contra. Up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, select, start, because I always had a friend to play with. <laughs> And Garrett also says he just wanted to pass on the credit that uh, he received from listening to our Wicca episode. Uh, he was talking with a coworker, and in the course of their discussion, he the coworker said he practiced Wicca, and he and Garrett was able to use the information he learned from our episode to sound very <laughs> informed. Whoa, real world applicable. I had not anticipated that. That's right. He was genuinely impressed, and he and Garrett ha- totally has us to thank. 
Keep up the good work. Sleep soundly at night, knowing that out there somewhere, our information is being put to good use. So now that this guy is like, hey, Garrett's all right. Maybe now you can be like, do you know any hot wickens? <laughs> <laughs> That's an old callback. Old callback. It's a deep cut. Still on the lookout. <laughs> Thank you, Garrett. All right. We got one from a uh, friend, Dylan. Hi, Dylan. He's got a mundane superpower. Give it to me. Show me what you got. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm about to get powery. <laughs> got a mundane power. <laughs> yeah, great. No, not. it's going great. I know. Please it, keep going. I know. Pins and needles. Pins and needles. <laughs> See? See? I've listened to the past, like, three episodes. You have you just been shitting all over I knew me. you were going to do that. I was like, oh, this is where he, like, retroactively justifies his behavior. Sometimes I get my jabs in <laughs> when you're like, bruh, bruh, bruh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But nope. Mm-hmm. Man. No. Have you noticed? Were you ever I've like, man, how, I've really been shit on floor. I've noticed how much you've been crying about it like a baby. <laughs> okay. That I've noticed. Okay. <laughs> Someday, Dylan, we're going to get to your mundane superpower, but not tell Flora and I work through some shit. <laughs> Dylan's uh, mundane superpower is condescension. The ability to speak and translate any language, but only in a condescending tone. Man, <laughs> that is, that's Je m'appelle Dave Stecco. <laughs> uh, je tam. <laughs> mm. Uwe la bibliothèque. <laughs> Thanks, Dylan. Thank you, Dylan. That's a good one. That's, that's, that a, a, that's a devil's, yeah, devil's cut. Faustian deal. Yeah, yeah. Just watch that Rick and Morty last night, actually. X gonna give it to you. Gonna, gonna give, give it to you. <laughs> Heard from, not the leader. Of zombies, but the master. There's a big important difference there because you can say you're the democratically elected representative of the zombies, but they only bow to the master. He says, forgive me if this line was drawn. He missed it. But the Illuminati wants there to be 500 million people on Earth. The Georgia Guidestones want there to be 500 million people on Earth. Coincidence? (laughs) Yeah, just a weird coinkadink. I don't know. That's that's yeah. why people uh, think that the Illuminati are involved in the Georgia Guidestones, and yet somebody's out there saying, nope, it's a typo. Yeah. Should be some more zeros on there. I don't know, man. Good call, though. Yeah. Zombie master. <laughs> My goodness, Flora. What? There's two things you must know. What? One, I'm ever so sorry for busting your balls. Tis nothing. And two... It's the devilish apparition! The devilish apparition! The devilish apparition! The same, my lord! Did you know that before Charles Ford made his inheritance, he owned a mattress store? It was called Forty Winks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, stop it, apparition! Stop! So devilish. So apparition. Thank you, devilish apparition. Dave, we've heard from Spewbag. (coughs) Spewbag. (laughs) What does Spewbag say? Well... <laughs> Wait, let me try that. What does Spewbag say? It makes sense if I ask you, because then oh. you're like, who are you telling this to? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Ooh, what's that you say? <laughs> he says, I'm assuming censor beeps is a random act because he's he thinks he's heard more f's and shits than a Richard Pryor album. Oh. And for this, he calls us both to the penalty box. Not only for our haphazard editing, but for the fact that we even bother to do it. <laughs> oh 
man. First of all, Spewbag, you're a crybaby. <laughs> I'm going to call you right now. I'm calling you the Matt. You're a crybaby. I think in the history of this podcast, we have let five swears through the filter is my guess. It's my uh, guess. It's a guess. It's a guess, which given the number of f***s, 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 uh, sippers, toe f***ers, clam slammers, <laughs> j- <laughs> doesn't have to noodlers uh, uh J- J- jimmy ticklers and 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 just old f- fashion whore mouth f- festival salsa di- drippers <laughs> that we've had on this podcast i think that like we're running like a 99.8 percent tight ship which i think is a proud record i don't know are we scamming the system are we subverting the design no we make a good effort to beep out each and every swear word and yeah sometimes something gets through the filter and someone's gonna get their panties twisted up in a knot but let me tell you this my fine fornicating friend we (laughs) shall forever defend our borders against the tyranny of titty twisters against the unbridled avarice of ass licking and we shall forever maintain all bulwark of ball protection and big booty ass grabbing oh man <laughs> and to the second part of the question why do we do it because we're damned heroes that's why we are mother you know heroes it's funny i i'm the one who says we have a clean podcast i tell itunes yeah well we do it so it can be played in a in a high school uh classroom yeah yeah, that's right and i have apologized and i continue to apologize for missing some that i go back and fix them but it's tough when you when you (laughs) (laughs) it's tough when you got like that going on And you're also having to do a day job with this, but I, I, I'm tired of making excuses. Don't, and also, you don't have to. This is uh, d- double jeopardy. We've already we've already gone to the penalty box for it once. So. Yeah, we'll never go back again. The Constitution but. protects us from it. <laughs> Actually, no. You can keep going to jail if you keep committing the same crime. You just can't be convicted of the same. Of this, you can't be tried for the same crime twice. Right, right. So, but that's that's the same crime yeah, twice. Yeah, you're. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, you're you're saying that it it would have each to be. incidence would be its own felony, I suppose. We're gonna keep trying to hold our head above water, but sorry, <laughs> sorry if anyone. <laughs> but we are drowning in swear words. That's right. <laughs> that was fun. Actually, I think that's the most fun I've had in this whole episode. <laughs> sorry, Roxanne. <laughs> oh, don't. <laughs> well, thanks for your uh, observation, though, Spewbag. Yeah, thank you, Spewbag. <laughs> I don't think Spewbag gets offended by them, to to be honest. Yeah, I don't either. I think That's... Spewbag would just rather us say them and, and get it over with. But I think Spewbag wants to hear it. All right. Who else we got going here? Got an email from Travis. Travis. <laughs> it's not, I don't think it's Randy Travis, but it might be. Randy Travis. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? I really hey. enjoyed the last few episodes, including uh, this year's Ms. Cryptid. Uh, every episode, I'm always anxious with anticipation for what the next episode subject will be and just hope that it will be something I'm interested in. So do we. It's like a lottery. <laughs> <laughs> when I sat down to listen to you guys today and saw that the new episode was about murders, I was extremely disappointed. No! No! <laughs> like, we didn't commit the murders. <laughs> I mean, that's a plus, right? <laughs> that's better than if we had committed the murder <laughs> and recorded it. 
personally, I would like to see uh, less or preferably no more episodes based on the subject of human murder mysteries whatsoever. Not because they're not interesting or that I'm personally offended, but forensic murder cases, no matter how old, have no place on a podcast about Fortean and supernatural subjects. I listen to your podcast because I enjoy your entertaining speculation on the unknown, but murders are mundane and go on every day all around us, even if they are unsolved, unless there is an extra strange element involved around the case. I don't know why you guys consider these subjects good for the show, especially when there is just so many more subjects out uh, of the unknown to cover. I just want to give you guys some constructive criticism. Other than that little personal gripe, your show, including the Bullstone filler shows, are absolutely fantastic. Keep up the good work. And for that, we thank you, Travis. Thank you, you Travis. You know, we actually get uh, uh, a fair amount, like definitely more high fives than down lows about the, the, the murder episodes. And we actually, we, I'll say this, we actually really think it over when we have a murder episode. I don't think we're going to stop, but I think they'll stay about as rare as they are. And I think we've done a total of three of them. Does Let's that see. sound right? There's Hendrickaifek, uh, Bloody Benders. I feel like there's another one. Are you? Are you? Do you think you're counting the Outlaw? No, no. But I feel like there's a third one out there. Well, yeah. Either way, we appreciate your input. Yeah, by all that. means, thank you. And, Everyone and can always say what criticism. they want. I mean, it's not like we're fucking swearing while we talk about it. Ask <laughs> you, man. You see what I did there? I got you. Uh, yeah, but no, we do. Uh, we're we picked those because we we both thought that they had like a kind of a cool spooky vibe to them. Yeah, Hinter uh, Kaifect uh, in particular. Yeah. I'm, I swear there's a third one. I swear there's a third one. We're not thinking of that we've done. There are some that we've considered and said no to. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Iowa Hatchet House. We did on our Valeska because it was on our list of haunted places when we did. That's that. true. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. Well, it, it's a fine line because I feel like. For what we talk about, which you mentioned, Fortean, paranormal things like that, it it is a, a, a murder subject is on the fringe of that of Fortiana. It is like riding the fine line of Fortiana and something else, you yeah. know, some CSI stuff or whatever. But right. like, I feel like it's it's enough of a change of pace. Uh, and, and interesting. And like we said, spooky, a lot of them are, are really spooky. We try to keep it. If there is an element of paranormal or Fortiana, for example, in Hinterkaifeck, there was a whole theory that there was a ghost that was involved, you know, right. and, and to us, you know, maybe it sounds a little silly. Oh, a, a ghost may have murdered a family, but it was there. It, it's yeah. it's a theory that's been thrown out there. And the Benders, you know, had uh, they were a spiritualist family. That's kind of a a tie in uh, with that too. Also, the the site that they committed all these horrible murders on is now you know there's stories of it being haunted right. as well. But but yeah, I I don't imagine it's something you're going to see a heck of a lot. I don't think we'll never oh, do yeah. it again if we come up. But I, I'll say this: I know we currently and we actually plan our episodes pretty far in advance i know we don't have anything on the books no i don't think this for the rest of the year at least no yeah. you know they they'll they'll come out as as often as a uh when we focus on a person as often as when we focus on a single cryptid you know like yeah it's it's just one of those one of those things to spice it up and and you know if, if you don't like it sorry yeah. but you know next episode will We'll come out. Just got, come right on back in. We got us. We got supplementals that throw in there sometimes, like this one. 
Mm-hmm. We got uh, friends over in uh, uh, Candy Chat Land that you could <laughs> bide your time with. But, you know, we appreciate yeah. the input, though. Thanks, Travis. Thank you. Dave, we've heard from Nick. A new Nick. A new Nick? A new Nick. New Nick. Not not Little Nichols. Not Little Nichols. Not Lumberjack Nick. Little Nichols right back because I want to say Little Nichols a lot. <laughs> I need more emails from you so that we can say Little Nichols. Uh, maybe uh, maybe that's why he's not right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're absolutely right. Uh, new Nick says, found our podcast a couple weeks ago, been working his way through the backlog. He's considered writing in, but he never has because, you we know. sound they- like a couple of c- that's why, because we're just horrible people. All right, enough. Spewbag gets it. Because <laughs> yeah. the episodes are from years ago, but he finally found a thing that made him have to write in. Yes. Listening to episode 82. Do you remember which one 82 was, Dave? No, I do not. Can you guess? <laughs> this is just for us right now. Oh, by boy. The way. Okay, if I was guessing 82, uh, the money pit? No. Poop. <laughs> it is Curse of the Pharaohs. Oh, okay. Uh, Pharaoh's Curse. You you mentioned there's an episode of Buffy about a mummy in season one, and he actually uh, is a Buffy connoisseur, my good man. Nice. Inca Mummy Girl is episode four of season two. Get your Slayer facts right. <laughs> I I am as shocked to find out that I got to the second season. <laughs> I I thought that I'd only seen the first season, so... You, you got you got some slaying to do, my friend. I just I, I just got Slayer slapped. Is what I got, and deservedly so. It's true. But he loves the podcast. Thank you very much. I do want to watch more Buffy the Vampire Hater because I think it's a fun show. And uh... <laughs> Dave, Dave just being just being a colossal douche right now. That's all. That's all. It's not easy to be this good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Nick says uh, podcast helps him ignore his coworkers, learn things and junk like never to trust children who need help. Yeah, because they probably have terrifying black eyes. Even if they don't, it's not <laughs> worth the risk, right? And he says literally, my favorite thing has been the reading of the Match Girl in a Cockney accent. Ah, that was ah, all me. Yeah, that was all me. Uh, this is uh, Nick is one of the good ones. <laughs> Thank you, Nick, uh, and thanks for your Hollow Earth uh, request. With the password. Put it in a special pile. Uh, so we'll we'll put that in a special pile. All right. Thank you, New Nick. <laughs> Thanks, New Nick. Oh, we got a great email from Harry. It's a show suggestion. Harry. Uh, which usually we're like, we kind of like, oh, it's a show suggestion. But this one I can address. Oh, okay. Harry writes, you should do a show on Rodney Marks, the guy who died at the South Pole in the year 2000 in the middle of the Antarctic winter. He died of methanol poisoning, but no one knows if it was suicide, murder, or accidental. The South Pole Station is run by the U.S., but technically is on territory claimed by New Zealand, so it fell under their jurisdiction. There's allegations that Raytheon, the defense contractor who runs the pole stations, intentionally withheld information from the New Zealand authorities, probably because they didn't want to lose their contract, but maybe because of a cover-up. Basically, no one knows why the heck he died. Sound of knuckles cracking? Yeah. Harry! I lived at the South Pole. Uh, I went down there in uh, 2002. So uh, just 18 months after that, uh, that is for that geologic year, their, their uh, official model was not without Rodney. <laughs> Boo. What? <laughs> Keep him in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, not without peril. 
oh. uh, because uh, because of his death. Yeah, I actually uh, was. Uh, I did. I worked down there during that summer, and everyone was talking about that because it hadn't happened too long mm-hmm. since there. It was certainly the most recent fatality on station. And he, uh, I mean, granted, could there have been a cover up? Maybe, but he was running uh, a still, and uh, he he didn't properly distillate. He didn't take the right portion of his uh, uh, distillate off, and he did poison himself with methanol. Um, which happens when people who don't know yeah. how to make booze. Um, moonshining is yeah. tough. Moonshining is tough. And it is particularly galling to see people w- with no shoes and overalls do it extraordinarily well Yeah, when a, an accredited researcher cannot. But I guess that's just how things go. Some people can't do chainsaw sculpture. I don't know. <laughs> um but yeah, it was actually talked about a lot on station. Obviously, we got a ton of safety lectures when we went down there. Um, I went down there in late October 2002 uh, for the, uh, the, the Austral summer. And I was in McMurdo for a while, then did uh, most of my time. I was the first flight into South Pole of the year, last flight out, and then uh, spent some time in McMurdo again and then came back to New Zealand. I'm not 100% sure about New Zealand claiming the territory. I know that the entire continent is governed by international treaty. Mm-hmm. Um, and while obviously every national uh, nation that signs onto the treaty gets a research station, I don't know that there's any sectors or territories that are necessarily taken. I mean, that could, I don't know. I actually don't know that for sure because uh, I know, you know, like the Russians have Vostok, which is sitting on top of the, the, the deepest, oldest, untouched water body. Uh, Lake Vostok is, is underneath two miles of ice there. And that's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's why they took that spot or if it just worked out that way. I know they've been trying to drill into that. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't finish the job because they couldn't be sure that they were going to hermetically seal it properly. So they kind of went most of the way then, then said, "Mm, let's wait till we've got better tech for this. I know that, uh, McMurdo, there are us marshals on station to handle those questions. Um, without question, Edmondson Scott South Pole Station is a United States facility. It used to be run by the Navy. And you're right, Raytheon Polar Services, um, which uh, uh, no longer has the contract, but at the time, Raytheon had the contract. I don't know if it is subject to revocation just owing to a weird death. There was a one guy killed another guy, McMurdo, of, uh, years before with a hammer, and that certainly doesn't reflect on the company itself. Wow. I can also see a company uh, wanting to cover up some of the facts if if one of their researchers was openly running a still and no one stopped it yeah that's a big liability concern um but i can i can say this there is nothing happening at the south pole so white knuckled important that anyone would kill over it i know that winter overs do are subjected to more psychological strain than most people are i suspect strongly that that strain manifested itself in a desire to do something interesting or Mm -hmm. hey let's try still you know distilling some alcohol maybe i can make my own bathtub gin but everyone i talked to including the medical officer who was uh doc silva who was the medical officer for that that season um was like yeah no methanol poisoning drank and killed himself so that's weird uh that's that's kind of fun that somebody asked a question about something i actually know the answer to (laughs) always fun always a good time yeah it's a hoot (laughs) so thanks harry thanks harry got a quick shout out to uh butternut squatch butternut squatch that's right thanks for uh, discovering the, the show and for uh, your suggestion there squatchy i got an email here from chloe i love this actually uh, 
Chloe's got a pun for us that is written in the format of a very short story. It's called Jack's Lament. London, 2169. DARPA is the world power. They had managed to sink the wires into every industry and facet of existence that even surviving legends such as spring Jack was affected by this change. As we know, his favorite vice, and even he had trouble getting his kink on in the now digital streets of London, <laughs> women were no longer that of the flesh. As the rise of robots had replaced most of the populace, and slapping the steel breastplates of these creations <laughs> hardly gave Jack the same satisfaction he once reveled in. Desperately, he sought to fill this void and came across a DARPA-controlled entertainment house that harbored human women in supply and demand. But much to Jack's dismay, he lacked the necessary funds that would grant him access. Jack turned to the World Wide Web and made a Kickstarter in hopes of gaining the peep show currency he would need to quench his thirst. His plea? <laughs> Help me mine some sweet, sweet teat coins. <laughs> Spring Hill Jack sound. <laughs> oh, um, also a, a plea for, uh, it's, it is a plea. Yep. Yep. It's a plea, a plea for a podcast subject. So we're going to put that in the special pile. Thank you, Chloe. Thank you, Chloe. What a rich tapestry. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. that was, I like, I like a dark dystopian future <laughs> where, where one man simply wants to touch, touch this way. Techno Teddy. Uh, rounding us out here. Last one, Dave. Whoa! Cue the Yoompa music. Guten Tag, Herr Speckle und oh, Flora. Haven't written in a while, because not much has changed. For who? For who has not much changed, my friend? For I am the worst man. Oh, yeah, he's the worst man. man. Well, if he wasn't the worst man, then he would just barely be the man. So yeah, you're the worst man. And nothing shall ever change us. Nothing changes as far as the worst man. Adam hits us with a show suggestion. Oh, well, put it on the special pile, then we will look at it later, decide if it is worth something. And if it is a good suggestion, we will never do it because it comes from the worst, worst man. man. And if he gave us the good suggestions, well, then he wouldn't be the worst man. Do you see the position you're putting us it's in, Adam? Catch da, 22. Dad, you're giving us the sticky wicket. <laughs> Donkey Shane, worst man. Donkey Shane, Adam, worst man. Donkey Shane, everybody. Yeah, Shane all over you. We enjoy your missives. We, yes, we love them. We bathe in them. We we are bathing in them, literally. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully so that, that'll catch us up soon. Yeah, I think that'll draw us to the, the end of this uh, particularly rich sack of listener mail. Now, if you, if you haven't heard yours, that just means um, it's probably coming up soon in, it, Yeah, in that means episode. that it, if I'll say this. Because we to, to get this done, to get caught up in everything, there were some edits, some decisions that were made. I'm going to talk like the president. <laughs> and I, uh, I just want you to know that we uh, appreciate, uh, uh, appreciate. I was really irritated. I heard a speech by him the other day that the amount of us in a speech. He I does think, uh, a lot. Well, I think it, it, it more so. And I think now he's like, he's just lame duck and he's like, Fuck it, what do I got to sound like? <laughs> I'll just think of it as I go. No, we appreciate it. Uh, so I think for this uh, episode of, of Blurry Photos su- Mailbag Supplemental. Su- Supplemente. <laughs> I have been Dave. <laughs> Kitty Whispers. <laughs> Stecco. And I've been David. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, mother.
Santa Claus! Bye!